We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. It is Tuesday morning, the 4th of April, and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall, and joined by nobody today. Uh, I'm running solo. Uh, Scott is doing some family bonding time down in Orlando, Florida, so I'm sure it's a good time. Told Scott... Don't worry about it. Uh, make sure you go have fun with the family because Lord knows when the summer comes around, I am going to be not spending quality family time. I'm going to be spending quality time with myself somewhere deep in the back country uh, in Washington State, maybe California too. But welcome in, everybody. Uh, this will be a shorter show today, and uh, we'll break down some of the news. And honestly, the show is going to go as long as you guys are contributing to the chat and dropping supers slash interesting questions. And as long as my voice can hold up as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Excited for uh, the show today, as always. Went to Bark at the Park last night with the dog and uh, my partner, Natalie. And I did the whole, like, you know, Simba thing. And he's a 75-pound golden retriever, and he's a little bit squiggly. Uh, so that was a that was its own thing. But it was fun to go to the Mariners game last night and see a Otani uh, home run as well. But, uh, yeah, n- nothing too much to report here. Just uh Counting down to the days till summer and excited for the draft. God, let's have a lot of draft questions today. First, let's say hello to some people in the chat here. Jeremy Sean A coming in. Morning, Nick. Hope Scott is soaking up the Florida sun. I don't know if Scott would want to soak up the Florida sun. Scott is a lighter complexioned individual, as am I. And uh, soaking up that sun sometimes can result in a little bit of a a red tinge. Uh, so hopefully Scott is using sunscreen and protecting himself, but uh, he says it's a wet morning in Denver, wet and not snowing. I mean, I know April could be pretty darn uh, interesting out there in Colorado this time of year. So hopefully you guys are having okay weather. I think they're having, they have like incredible tornado warnings again today and from Southern Minnesota all the way to Arkansas. So thoughts and prayers with those folks out there in the uh, the Midwest. It sounds like they're going to get another horrible line of storms today. So hopefully not an- another couple of, uh, F4 tornadoes, whatever they had this last week. That was insane. Uh, Kevin Gray coming in saying, good morning, Broncos country, Nick and Scott. I hope you get a better center than what they have. Yeah, I think the Broncos are definitely in the market for a center, uh, but 
there's just not many options left. I mean, I think believe Connor McGovern, Missouri Connor McGovern is still out there. Uh, there's like Rodney Hudson is still out there. I don't think he's officially retired. Somebody in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong there, but center's definitely in position. This team still needs help. Uh, probably the team that needs the most help with a starting caliber player other than running back. I still think running back is up there. Samaji P Ryan, solid number two back, even better number three back. Uh, but Tyler Beatty, I mean, he's, maybe going to make the team. I don't want him to be taking a lot of snaps like next season based on what we've seen. And Javante Williams, I think if you, if he plays one snap next season, I will consider it a pleasant surprise. Uh, I think they, they're going to be conservative with him. And I hope for him, his own sake, he's conservative. Uh, don't rush back. Uh, Got to be hundred percent healthy, or at least as close to that as anybody can be. But rushing back from tearing two ligaments in your knee seems like a terrible decision for somebody who's, Going to be looking for a second contract here pretty soon. So hopefully he can be as healthy as possible when that comes up for his self personally. Uh, Dave Glassman says, let's go. Good to see you, Dave. Hope you're doing well. Appreciate everybody coming in the chat and uh, hanging out with me this morning. We got Bruce McGinnis coming in saying, good morning, guys. Uh, thoughts on a few cornerbacks who will be with us in the range to draft. Uh, third or fourth round options. It's, it's so hard to say uh, who's going to be around when the Broncos are picking finally there. I mean, last season we were mocking Tariq Woolen middle of the second round and he goes early fifth or excuse me yeah he was going off the board sometimes middle of the second round and he went early fifth and he was second best cornerback in the draft last season so uh it's hard to say i mean maybe somebody like a julius brents julius brents could go in the top 40 uh or he could fall to you know 75 uh that's somebody whose uh, name has been out there i know that tyreek stevenson seems to be a cornerback that's in the Broncos range pretty often Uh cornerback for Miami. He had a pretty good senior bowl press man corner. Um, he's a long, good athlete, uh, kind of guy that you hopefully could be a starter sometime uh, at the position. Maybe not year one, but down the line, certainly possible. Uh, we cam Phillips, another one. He's a little bit small, uh, but he's tenacious, got great ball skills out of Utah. I need to remember to keep saying that, but cam Phillips is a guy uh, that we're going to talk a little bit about later. Um, very small, not an incredible athlete, but great instincts and uh, has been mostly being mocked, I believe, middle of round two, but could be there. Uh, DJ Turner, cornerback from Michigan. If you guys recall, I think it was two mock draft Mondays ago. Um, Scott and I had DJ Turner fall to the fourth round and we were talking, you know, could go running back center. I'm like, listen, DJ Turner ran like a four, three, eight, and he's dynamic. He's a really good player. He had a great tape at Michigan this season. We're taking DJ Turner. So uh, he's one that could be available. I think he's probably more of a, I think he's probably more of a late second to mid third rather than fourth round where we got him, but he's somebody to keep an eye on. And then the last one uh, that comes to mind to me is uh, Darius Rush, who didn't have an incredible career at South Carolina, but tested extremely well, looked really looked the part at the uh, the Senior Bowl this year. My, maybe was even the best cornerback at the Senior Bowl. Uh, outshine, I think, athletic profile wise, outshines uh, Cam Smith, who got much more of the hype at South Carolina this uh, last season. So. There's some cornerback options. I know the Broncos had been doing work on cornerbacks as well uh, a good bit. And right now, I mean, just the cornerback depth is relatively non-existent. Uh, there's not a single cornerback specifically on the boundary uh, that any of us should feel good about taking the field uh, if one of the Broncos two starters gets out. I mean, heck, we should have probably some questions about the Broncos number two cornerback now. Saw enough last year from Darius Mathis uh, that you are okay going with him to him next season. And if he struggles, then it's becomes a massive position of need for the Broncos in 2024. Uh, but I think the Broncos are willing to go cost controlled, hope for the best there this season, but the depth, they need to solidify the position with depth without a doubt in my mind. Uh, it's 
you're only as good as your weakest cornerback out there. And right now the Broncos second string at cornerback is not great. Uh, thank you for the question, Bruce. You can, you can definitely get me going on the draft. Mark Schrader coming in saying good morning. All good morning to you, Mark. Always appreciate you coming in and saying hello. Hope you're doing well down there in Texas. Hopefully it's warmer down there than it is here, man. We've been having just insane cold spill after cold spill out here in the Pacific Northwest. I said this upcoming weekend was supposed to be beautiful. Eh, guess what? Nope. Going to be in like the 50s, 40s, and maybe with thunderstormers. So so pretty rare to have thunderstorms out here in Seattle. Uh, but uh, good to see you, Mark. Hope you're doing well. And you guys got to bear with me here. I haven't had a single sip of coffee yet. This is just going off of pure football love of the chat adrenaline. So uh, one moment. <laughs> that's good stuff. Mm, that's good stuff. Uh, Lance coming in saying good morning, fellas. Catching you two live two days in a row. Miracles never cease. Dang it, Lance. It's only me. Sorry, you're going to have to come back and uh, keep working on that streak because uh, you're not catching us too live. Catching me, but it's great to have you, Lance. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good Monday and hope you have a great Tuesday. We got our guy, Sun E Days, coming in. For those listening after the fact, if you're listening after the fact on iTunes, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. But uh, to describe the, the emojis here, smiley face, cup of coffee, thumbs up, orange heart, blue heart, orange heart, blue heart. Thank you, Sunny Days. All those back at you times two. Um, but, uh, we hope you're having a good one. Thanks for joining us. Facebook user saying, what's up, Nick? Not too much. Just uh, exhausted. Had way too much fun this weekend and then parlayed that into uh, the f- baseball game last night. And uh, I'm excited to have nothing on the schedule tonight besides hanging out with you guys again at uh, Building the Broncos with Carl. But uh, I'm doing pretty well, just uh, pretty pretty darn tired. I'm hoping today's not a rough one at work. Achy Dragon, time to make the donuts. I've never made a donut before. It sounds like a good time. Uh, but uh, heck, I'm, I'm a donut fan for sure. Although I like bagels more than donuts. Bagels are better. Uh, Michael Rakio saying, good morning, Nick, on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. Thank you so much, Michael. It's always good to see you. We always appreciate the support coming in here out there in Tucson, Arizona. Michael comes in, kicks off the show big time. He always closes out the show big time, too. One of the main benefactors of the show. So uh, God bless you, Michael. Uh, feeling the love. Keith, Alyssa, Danabom coming in saying, shout out from Kansas. Hashtag Buckham. Make sure you keep your feet on the ground. I don't know if you guys got any storms coming that way. Uh, today but uh, make sure you're doing okay <laughs> holy divers say scott's camera is not working his mic isn't either uh, what's going on scott hey no nope, he's not here uh michaela israel saying good morning guys and michaela says where she's at in uh, colorado it's freezing rain i can't think of things something worse than freezing rain it sounds horrible <laughs> so i mean i've witnessed it before in seattle they don't use salt because the sound it will like kill the marine biology so they don't use salt on the roads it's a super hilly city. So once we get freezing rain, God bless. Like if you have to go anywhere, you're you're in trouble. So uh, we also um, so good luck with the freezing rain. Hopefully they can at least salt your streets and uh, you can get out there if you have to. But hopefully you don't have to get out there. Chase Wellner saying Nick freaking Kendall. Is that my wife? That's what she typically said. Nick freaking Kendall. No, just kidding. My wife is lovely. Um, Jeremy L says light snow melting immediately. Okay. Well, that's good. Stay safe out there. Keith, Alyssa, Danabom saying, what's your thoughts on Kyle Fuller? He is a center the Broncos brought in, in my opinion, that is somebody that can help take snaps and can be a backup center, but you are hoping that you do not need him (laughs) come August. He's somebody that is not still on the roster when you cut down to the 53. He is competent backup center. I don't know if he can play backup to any other spots, which is not great for a backup, Uh, but you have somebody out there that at least if Cushenberry gets hurt, you don't have to completely change your... 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alignment of the rest of the offensive line to run a practice. Like right now, if you didn't have Koffler and Lloyd Cushenberry, knock on wood, you know, I'm not pulling for him to get injured, but uh, hopefully if Lloyd Cushenberry got hurt, then are you moving Quinn Miners to center to snap the ball? Or is it going to be, I mean, you, you want to make sure that guys like Quinn Miners specifically are practicing at the spot they're going to play. So bringing in Kyle Fuller just allows you to run practices more. You need more guys who can snap the ball. And worst case, you are weak, but okay, relative okay, going into the season with Cushenberry followed by Fuller on the depth chart at center. But that seems uh, that seems to be the, at least my consensus on the situation. Uh, Achy Dragon, my consensus doesn't make any sense. My thoughts. Uh, Achy Dragon, the draft is just another reminder that awful trade that never seems to stop taunting us. I don't know what you're talking about. It's definitely not the Russell Wilson trade where uh, the Broncos gave up all those picks and signed a bad contract. Couldn't be that one. I'm not getting taunted for that. Uh, definitely a bummer. It's kind of funny. I'm a masochist, I guess. So, yeah, that's why I wake up at midnight to go hike you know, 20 miles or something. But it's kind of funny to think like, oh, who could have the Broncos had at five overall? One of those quarterbacks would have been pretty great. I mean, gosh, just they would have signed back Teddy Bridgewater and kept you locked for one more year. Then we'd have been picking five overall. Maybe we wouldn't have been that bad. Maybe we'd been worse. But then we'd be in the conversation of, you know, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, uh, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson. That'd be a little different. Granted, the quarterback conversations here could be pretty, uh, pretty interesting when there's a difference of opinion. But that uh, would be interesting. Clayton Huron saying morning Broncos country. Smash that like button and share. Thank you so much, Clayton, doing doing our work for us. Says solo Nick. Heard things are shaking up for our third round picks. What would you do with them and the rest of them? Man, I just have such a milk toast opinion on this i guess i'll put it that way but really it's going to depend on what the board says uh if the board falls to them and the best player there is i'll just use for the sake of me being a biased homer <laughs> jack campbell's there uh then i'd be like okay well we don't really need a linebacker right now but could we use a 10-year player with a high floor that's a team leader sure uh, even though the positional value isn't as high so jack campbell could the broncos use a wide receiver there absolutely it's one of the best tight end draft classes in a decade, do we need a tight end immediately day one this year? No. Would it be nice to have another great player there? Absolutely. Uh, overall, I am probably biased still towards the value positions in that spot. So offensive tackle, cornerback, edge rusher slash defensive line, wide receiver. Uh, but really could go just a number of ways uh, with that. So we'll see what the Broncos do. We'll see if they're picking at 67 and 68. I think, okay, the most ideal situation is that one of the best centers one of the ones who is the day one ready player 
which seems a little bit like an oxymoron at center because that doesn't typically happen for rookies. Uh, but if there is one who you feel okay with day one that could you could have at pick 67, 68, that would be incredible. Uh, that'd probably be the best case scenario. But uh, will Steve Avila be there? Will Joe Tipman be there? Will John Michael Schmitz be there? I don't know. I I don't know. And then I don't really feel great about Luke Weipler there. I don't really feel great about Olu Olu there or any of the other center prospects really at that spot. So we'll see. Chase now, Chase Wallen with a smile. Good to see you. Aka Dragon coming in and saying Josh Downs is interesting. Yeah, he's pretty slept on. Uh, I think he's being mocked mostly. Let me see. Let me pull up the consensus big board here. Yeah, 46. So pretty well out of the range of the Broncos. Uh, but that's one that you um, you definitely want to uh, keep an eye on if he was there for the Broncos. Uh, Clayton also says, I think our cornerbacks will thrive under PS2. Clayton, I think uh, when you're playing good cornerbacks, or good quarterbacks, excuse me, you want to have another multiple good cornerbacks out there because, I mean, you're old enough to remember the, the Champ Bailey years. And when you had Champ Bailey out there, obviously it was great to have Champ Bailey. But if your other cornerback was struggling, guess what? Champ Bailey was schemed out of the game <laughs> by the other team. I mean, Peyton Manning would not even look at the side of the field where Champ was and said, pick on Lenny Walls or Dre Bly or somebody like that over and over and over again. So you need to have, it's like a positive reinforcement like loop or positive feedback loop where if you have a good cornerback on one side, they're going to pick on that one, but if you have a good cornerback on that side too, then you're forcing them to at least like have to challenge PS2. So if you have a demigod cornerback and then, a bad cornerback on the other side, they're just not good. They're going to scheme him out. So uh, you want to watch out for those cornerbacks uh, if you don't have good depth there. Angela coming in here. Angel, excuse me, Angel. I see you. Uh, says, good morning, Broncos country. Let's go out there and find some gems in the draft. George Payton draft like your job depends on it. Because um, it might. We'll see. Uh, we have William Hayes coming in saying, need a middle linebacker. If you got a long-term starter at middle linebacker, round three, round four, that'd be great. That'd be cool. Uh, for 2023, I think you are okay there. I don't think if you have one that comes in and beats the guys out, that's awesome. Uh, but you have your three starters from last season from a defense that was pretty good. Uh, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, and Jonas Griffith. You can do worse. Uh, none of those guys are going to be all pro. You know, don't nobody's getting their bust ready in Canton. Uh, but you have a, I think, an okay room there. The biggest concern for me is the durability of Josie Jewell. Uh, but middle linebackers certainly on the table. Uh, for the Broncos, I if a, if a good player fell there, then certainly I really like. Again, Jack Campbell's an awesome player. I, Drew Sanders from Arkansas, if he fell to the third round, heck yeah, sign me up. I'm not as big on Trent Simpson. He's a big athlete, but I feel like he doesn't really know what he's doing in space uh, as much. I just he's much better blitzer than he is a coverage player. Um, I really like Dorian Williams from Tulane as well. He's a player, good blitzer. Um, really want a good one to keep out. It's not a good linebacker class this year overall, though, folks. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we got Bruce McKinnis coming in saying, I'd love DJ Turner if you fell to us. Thanks for all those cornerback names. I'll go check them out. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, DJ Turner had a great season at Michigan. Michigan also had a nickel cornerback who returned for Michigan for one more year, but he's a lot of fun to watch. He wears number zero. He had a hell of a game when Michigan played Ohio State, and he's a converted slot receiver. This was his first season playing cornerback, and he looked like a damn natural out there at the uh, slot spot. So he's a fun one uh, if you watch them as well. Also, Keith says, good morning, Broncos country, hopeful for the playoffs. God, you and me both and everybody in here. Clayton saying, what are you drinking this morning? Lion coffee. Lion coffee. Thank you so much. Ah, man, Patrick, our guy, Patrick, killing it out there in Hawaii, sending us lion coffee. I'm drinking the macadamia and uh, vanilla one today. 
It's phenomenal. <laughs> and uh, Keith Brugman saying, oh, no, that's sip. We're all in trouble now. I already talk really fast. So this just, you know, puts me at, you know, 1.25 speed. Uh, David Bishop, Bishop says, I'm in Little Rock. Well, God, um, I'm all good, but a lot of friends still with no power. Yeah, and I really hope you guys don't get hit again today. I hope nobody gets hit again today, but like back to back would be unbelievably horrible. Um, not about it at all. Uh, so hopefully you're okay. I saw that video of the, it was like a couple in the, like a room holding like a glass door and they're filming it and all of a sudden the tornado's on top of them. Don't, uh, don't do that. Go get to safety. It's not worth it for the, uh, don't do it for the Instagram or don't do it for the vine as the uh, kids used to say. Um, uh, Jeremy says, maybe my worst take donuts better than bagels. Cream cheese is superior. You can put like protein on it and egg, egg on a bagel or egg on a, uh, donut gross egg on a bagel amazing the avocado on there too oh god I, I jeremy i don't know about you man uh, i like a good donut too but just all that sugar is uh, too much for me i need a little bit more substance and i think the bagel's a little bit better elliot d good morning broncos country good to see you we got gary saying go redbirds Woo! yeah definitely a uh, cards fan here sorry to your rockies guys i know the cardinals got the uh, crap kicked out of them yesterday but uh is what it is what it is uh, the cards actually come out to Seattle here in the end of April. So I'm definitely going to try to get to a few games. Hopefully it'll be good. Uh, we got Nigel Watts saying hi from Perth, uh, Western Australia, 9.43 PM. Uh, pretty late there. Hopefully, uh, getting ready for bed. He says, I think Pookie won't be back for the season. Three ligaments is a bit much. It was either two or three. I thought it was two, but it was not good. Also with one ligament, it should be 12 months away, which means October for me. Came out to next season and truly fit him back. Um, uh, I think it's probably going to be about 16 months. So that would put him out for most of the season. Um, Jamel was saying all good players are going to miss on all those cornerbacks I named. There's no way that every single one of those cornerbacks I named is going to be uh, gone by pick 76. I think, I mean, never say never things, crazy things happen. Um, but uh, I would assume they keep some of those picks. He also said, this is why we should have kept our second rounder that we gave the Seahawks. Same page here. Uh, Jamel, I, uh, I think that often I'm like, man, it'd be really nice if we had our second round pick. That's what, like 38 overall or something. That'd be, that'd be great. Then you, then our center questions would be, Oh, just pegging whatever best center is right there. Or maybe a good cornerback or something. But so, yeah, that second round, the first rounder. Okay. It's like when it gets around to the second round, it's like, oh, the Seahawks again. Are you kidding me? Definitely starts to hurt my feelings. Keith Holmes, not hurting my feelings. Good morning. And uh, LED, not hurting my feelings at all. Getting the super chats rolling. I thought you guys didn't love me for a second. Thank you. I need the validation. Uh, saying good morning from Page, Arizona. Any chance the Broncos trade 2020 for picks to move up and get someone in the first or second they likes uh, if they like that much? I don't think there's any chance unless they're packaging like duty or a couple of players as well first or in part of the deal uh, that they can get up to the first this year. I mean, 67, 68 all the way up to the first is a lot. I think even if you did a 2024 first with that, it'd be pretty hard to get up into the first. And that's a that's huge, a uh, huge cost to go up for an uncertain player that's probably going to be a back end of the first round player. Uh, so I don't see that happening. Now that being said, into the second round, you pair sixty seven with uh, one of those threes you have next season to get up into fifty five. I wouldn't be for it per se because I'm kind of tired of drafting with limited draft capital already, and we've already had one draft and another one now. With that, but uh, it's certainly possible. Uh, if the Broncos like that, they'd probably have to do, we'd see George Payne do a little bit of dancing around with those other picks uh, to recoup capital in that situation. But a uh, second round, I think, is certainly possible. First round this season, not unless something drastic changes between now and then involving players uh, of the Broncos being traded. 
Uh, Keith also coming back in saying, I keep seeing rumors, uh, trade rumors for Sutton after Sean Payton said, there's nothing to worry about. Is it clickbait or do you think we'll lose 14? I think if somebody pays the right price, either the running, either the wide receivers would be traded, but doesn't seem like anybody's willing to pay the price. So I don't think either of them are going anywhere. So is what it is. <laughs> Lance Johnson saying, Hey Nick, an argument is being made to the draft running backs first round because their production is much higher than those in the later rounds. Use them for five years while they cheap and move on. The issue with this Lance is that the fifth year option on the running back is more, is more expensive than the tag. <laughs> so if you don't use that fifth year option on the players and then you use the tag, it's still five years of control. Uh, but you are giving up one of the biggest benefits or just one of the best things about a first round pick is that fifth year option. I mean, Jerry Judy Broncos are going to have him under contract next season for like pennies on the dollar because that fifth year option. So are you willing just to shred that fifth year option? As soon as you draft a running back round one, if the running back talented enough, I'd, I can hear an argument for it, but uh, that's something to, it's always a variable to consider when you're talking about running backs, given literally the franchise tag is cheaper on them than using the fifth year option. Uh, that said, I think that you most, my strategy, unless there's somebody you think is special, uh, would be to, if you're looking for a great running back, one of the first picks in the second round, because then you don't have to worry about that fifth year option. Uh, you, you still can have five years of control. The franchise tag is a great thing to use on the running back. If they are healthy, uh, we keep talking about only two years left of control with Jonathan Williams. Well, guess what? That franchise tag, if he's healthy is right out there, but, uh, if he's healthy, let's hope so. Uh, but definitely if they're good enough, you can consider it. I just don't know about the round one conversation. Uh, Zach powers, but first Zach shows me it's time to take another sip of coffee. Uh, good morning, morning, morning to you, Zach. Good to see you. Troy coming in here saying, do you think the Broncos have a trade partner for Judy or Sutton? On draft day, the center they want drops. I don't think so. I don't think they have a specific trade partner in mind for a player. Uh, I think that there are teams that will be like, okay, we'll see what happens in the draft. If we don't get the wide receiver we want, uh, then maybe we'll circle back around and pay the Broncos the price they want. But it just doesn't seem that the market's there right now. And a big reason I, I am saying that is because DeAndre Hopkins hasn't even been traded yet. And he's obviously a better player than Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. And he might be released or they might be traded for a fifth round pick. I mean, what does that say about the market? But Judy's a little different because he's still on his rookie contract, but be interesting. Uh, we got our guy, Keith, coming in again, saying Alex Singleton was an animal. Yes, he was. Sinji coming in and saying, Fan Hicks probably won't make the team before his arrest. Yeah, probably. Uh, Zach Powers, Chris uh, Sims has the Bronco. Roshan Johnson is running back three. What do you think? I really think him or Chardonnay are the same as tier. I think Chardonnay is a little bit, uh, a little bit more explosive. Roshan Johnson, I was not super impressed with his uh, just quick twitch, his ability to you know create explosive plays as an athlete, but he's massive, he's smooth, really smart, good player in every phase, and an absolutely dynamic uh, special teams player as well, core four kind of guy. Running back three, though, seems a little bit high uh, for me. I just, I don't know. I think you have a lot of uh, upside there, but I would probably go with Charbonnet and maybe even uh, A-Chain over him. Uh, before we'd get to uh, Roshan Johnson, but I really do like Roshan Johnson. He's a really good player. Um, Nick, to the Tim Patrick interview on the small time Broncos pod. I think that was with uh, Zach, Jr. and Bree, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you can correct me on that. Those are f- friends of the show, friends of mine. Um, so yeah, we like them. Uh, did, saw a couple of tidbits here and there, but nothing uh, too crazy. I'm a pretty busy guy, <laughs> so didn't see that. Um, Nick, uh, random question. What pound test do you use? For a rainbow trout, typically four to six. I'm catching, you know, 
alpine lake trout so they're not monsters out there in the river and uh, i typically use a uh, leader as well as a double barrel swivel so something that's a little bit more translucent so the uh, those rainbow trout living in those alpine lakes with pretty good vision uh, don't get scared of the line they see but yeah no i'm excited i got a big uh, backpacking fishing trip coming up in end of july i'm uh, gonna do about 60 miles out in the sawtooths so that'll be great um yeah but uh jeremy says your argument the bagel is better base it's probably true but don't it's better head to head See, I, I just don't typically eat bagels by themselves. They're typically with other things as well. So maybe I'll, I'll hear your argument for that. Uh, but uh, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, five pound, uh, definitely. Not big ones, typically. Uh, Nick, do you see the Mike Kliss list of possible prospects the Broncos could target? I have not seen that yet. If you could drop that, I would. Uh, we could go through that, or we could go through it tonight uh, with Carl and I. That's actually a pretty good idea. Austin, that's my idea now. I stole it. It came from my head. Uh, appreciate you for that. But maybe Carl and I will do that tonight. Got our guy, Diamond Rattler, saying, boom, let's go. Uh, we also got uh, Caden saying, do you think this pod will ever get a Broncos player on for an interview at any point? Maybe. Uh, but then I'd have to share the microphone. And I, you know, Scott, always oh, on vacation. I killed Scott. I did, I was tired of sharing the microphone with him. Kept interrupting me. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. It'd be great to have a, uh, a player on here uh, some at some point. It'd be interesting for sure too. Cause like, I feel like we don't hold, uh, we don't pull punches. We kind of just say what we think and right or wrong. You can disagree. That's fine. But uh, I, I don't know if uh, they would always appreciate some of our analysis, but it would be interesting. Uh, no doubt to, to have a player on here. And we had Dalton Reisner on here before the draft a few years ago and a couple other uh, connections as well. So definitely a possible it's kind of happened in the past. Um, ZZZ saying people don't understand why an NFL player would have an illegal handgun. It's not that complicated. The streets are dangerous and the legal route takes time and effort. I wouldn't know. Uh, but, uh, that's a, uh, I fired guns before I'm from the Midwest, but, uh, I don't know. I just don't put yourself in a bad situation when you have a lot to lose, but I don't know the ex- exact specifics of the situation. We're talking about Fayon Hicks here, uh, and we'll get into that right after we get to, uh, Austin H saying you're welcome, and I'll try to find. It. I saw it on a post yesterday. I bet you I can find it from Cliss. Cliss does good work. Gary Palmer four ninety nine saying good morning, Nick. Thanks for the trend, uh, tending shop. Uh, Broncos for breakfast for life. Go Broncos. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I'm really thank you, Gary, for uh, su- the support. You love me. You really love me. And uh, we're we'll keep it. We'll hold down the fort Thursday morning as well. We're giving Scott a little bit of time off for the family stuff. But uh, getting into the main. Topic of the show. Uh, the Broncos had their first arrest in a while, unfortunately, uh, announced yesterday, uh, where Fayon Hicks, Broncos' seventh-round pick out of the University of Wisconsin, was arrested on three charges in the state of Florida and is now out, out on bail. Uh, Cliss writes in the article, this is where Chad pulled the uh, information from, says Denver Broncos' second-year cornerback Fayon Hicks is out on bond after he was arrested sa- Saturday on three charges, filed by police in Hollandale, Florida. Uh, according to the court records, the most most serious offense was a third degree felony charge for carrying a concealed firearm. Hicks appeared to be pulled over by police after he disobeyed a stop sign. Besides traffic violation and concealed firearm charge, Hicks was cited for having an expired driver's driver's license for less than four months, according to court records. So, again, nothing that is massive uh, issues out there for the Broncos with Fayon Hicks. That you know he's he's going to be able to overcome this but it's one of those things it's like you are in the nfl and i get he was seventh round pick so he's not you know swimming in money but like you should the team and and it's the offseason but like you should have people around you that you know driving the expired license why 
Like, you don't, you shouldn't have that uh, as an issue. Like, you should be able to take care of that. It's the off season. The four months on an expired license. Don't put yourself in that situation. The stop sign and the concealed firearm. Again, it's it's a it's a bad look. Is it an unfortunate unfortunate circumstance? Yes. Uh, is it something that the team is going to question a player that was already on the bubble uh, with this team? Now you're questioning the decision making. Uh, does this? Uh, I don't know about the legal ease of this, but does this happening impact you know later potential issues? Is it going to make it worse uh, if he gets found to have another uh, misdemeanor or anything like that? Maybe. Uh, so third, third degree felony, I mean, that's, it's not unserious for sure. So hopefully, uh, everybody's safe and fine and he was released on bail. He's out, but not good for somebody who is going to be fighting for a roster spot to have that happen with the, the, the new old ball coach in here, who seems pretty, uh, pretty old school. I don't know if he's going to appreciate that so much. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, we also got sunny days saying, appreciate all the hard work thoughts on the uniform changes. Uh, it does seem like the Broncos are going to go with a white alternate based on their post yesterday. I don't know that the pure white and orange is a great look, but uh, I'm willing to see what it, uh, how it plays out. So I'm excited. I mean, I thought that after they released the uh, miles, April fool's day uniform concept with that fake sketch, having a white helmet, I'm like, Hey, are they telling us something? Is it going to be a white helmet? And then yesterday or two days ago, yesterday they released the Instagram or excuse me. Yeah. Instagram post too, but Twitter uh, post showing the, the, ice mountains or something. Uh, so it sounds like it's going to be a all white, uh, like a white helmet, a white alternate could be cool. I, I don't know. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, hoping for the best on that one for sure. Cause the, I, I'm not a big fan of the current uniforms to be completely honest. Benjamin Flores saying, what's up, Nick late for work, but all good. Cause I get Broncos for breakfast. Well, hope don't say that. Uh, actually, you know what? Tell them that it's my fault. I said that uh, if, if you leave, I am going, if you're to work on time, I'm going to end the show. And then uh, everybody was ganging up on you. So you really had no choice. It's uh, you're a great, co- uh, great worker, punctual as heck, but you had uh, other responsibilities as well. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Benjamin. He says, keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Daniel Swofford saying, I'd, li- I'd be signing Rocky Sin. Broncos should have been considering the cornerbacks out there before Fayon Hicks injury uh, or injury well, uh, arrest. Now, I mean, honest to God, who are the Broncos backup boundary cornerbacks? I, I <laughs> Jaquan McMillan. That's all I that's all I can name without the depth chart in front of me uh, off the top of my head this morning where I've only had a few sips of coffee. I'm pretty low on my coffee. Typically, I'm about halfway through with this by now. Uh, but uh, the Broncos definitely need to bring in another cornerback. Maybe it's a position that they are going to wait and see what happens in the draft first. Uh, but certainly one that we will uh, consider there. We got our guy, Gyla Maples, coming in 999. You love me. You really love me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gyla. Uh, we really do appreciate the super sticker and the support. And uh, I can tell, you know, Chad and Zach that uh, I'm not just some uh, peon, that you guys are here for me. Not the Broncos, not the show. It's the Nick Kendall show. Uh, but no, uh, definitely a lot easier. Hope that Scott's having fun. It's a lot easier and more fun with Scott, too. But uh, couldn't leave you guys hanging. I like hanging out with all of you. Uh, good morning. Go Nick. Go Broncos. Good to see you. Heath also, we're having some uh, fun conversations now. So the real debate is flies over lures. Grew up in the mountains of Wyoming on Medicine Bow Range. Prefer Panther Martin spinners. Love Panther Martin spinners, too. Uh, I'm more of a spinner guy. I got a nice little pack rod that I take in the mountains. Haven't done much fly fishing. I, I really do want to get into it some, but it uh, has, hasn't been there yet. So hasn't had, haven't had the opportunity yet. Honestly, next November through April out here in Seattle is freaking miserable. And I think next year uh, in November, I might try to get out and spend some time in the Olympics and go, go hunt some steelhead out in some of those uh, rivers in the 
uh, Olympic Peninsula. So we'll see. I'll have to figure out some of the the, the fly stuff. But uh, yeah, it's good to see you, Heath. Good questions here. Um, Fla- uh, Flazifi coming in here. Flazifi coming in. I wonder if the Broncos would ever switch up the logo. like the Cyber Horse, but the D is cleaner. Does seem like the Broncos are going to definitely have a change coming up here pretty soon. Um, Sophia G Music saying, go Russell. Go Sogia Fog Music. <laughs> we appreciate you. Michael also saying, I have an all-white Broncos mini helmet for middle ice. I'm sure it's sick. Uh, would be good. Um, Lance saying, uh, do you take a coffee black or do you doctorate some? I doctorate some. I, uh, I'm a Midwest boy at heart. I like a little bit of dairy in everything. If I can help it, I have actually cheese slices in here. That's how much I'm a dairy fanatic. No, I have a little bit of creamer in here. Um, I do drink coffee black, but most of the time it's on the trail. Uh, back country, I have like a little French press that attaches to my backpacking hiking stove. And I'll have black coffee out there, and uh, it's a special treat out there uh, to have that. But I uh, typically do doctor it up a little bit. Uh, Angel coming in again saying, we have to go back to the Broncos D logo. I feel like we'll get more respect from the league. It's so beloved. It's definitely a better uniform concept overall. I think the logo's cooler, cleaner, and those side switches on the current uniform are just not for me. Uh, some people love the current uniform. Maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe they just really do like it. It's not my favorite. I think it's pretty, uh, I think half the league uses navy blue, it seems like. Also, just that's not for me. Uh, and we got Austin H. coming back in, says Nick Kliss has Schmitz and Aloatimi as center option guys. The depth. Um, what do you think of those guys? I think John Michael Schmitz would be amazing uh, for the Broncos there. He's... Got some work to do in pass protection, but he's very strong garden center. Uh, big, been a good player for the Golden Gophers for a number of years. And uh, I think he'd be a good pick there. Although Atimia seems like a smart player, but he is just so limited in his size, power, athleticism that he's going to have to get by just on intelligence. And that's pretty. that's a pretty tough ask for a rookie center to come in and have everything, you know, down pat. Uh, maybe he could be somebody who could be a center option down the line a little bit. He was very good on the Michigan line this season, uh, but I don't know. I think he's more of like a fifth round kind of prospect in my opinion, but heck if the Broncos don't end up getting one uh, earlier and they take a little team, we'll hope for the best. Uh, Bruce McKinnis saying how many bad games before Russ gets benched. I mean, it depends on how bad, bad is a uh, bad is a wide scale there, Bruce. Uh, but I think probably eight to 10 games. If he was really struggling, we might see a change, uh, but it'll be interesting to follow. Uh, hoping for the best on that one for sure. I don't, I'm not wishing Russell ill will, but uh, he does seem like he is on thinning ice. And especially with the way the contract is set up there. Uh, if he gets injured at the end of this season, I think his 2025 salary gets guaranteed. And that 20, that uh, 2025 salary is, I don't know, like 27 million or something. And if the Broncos, bench him they can protect themselves from that injury guarantee move on from him then that 2025 guarantee never kicks in i mean it's a lot of different uh, factors there to consider mark schrader 20 dollars. this is what we like to see mark thank you so much coming in orange matching my flag in the background there uh 20 is amazing fc donley also coming in saying with better coaches in the scheme russ shouldn't be having bad games he still might have some bad games here and there but he should be better and i think the offense will be more russ quarterback russ having to play like a demigod quarterback proof that makes sense there's just gonna be less on his shoulders uh so hopefully the run game and then russ can be complimentary off of that with the play action in the deep game seems like what that's what the broncos are trying to build uh here mm-hmm. on this team and lance coming in saying with you on the uniforms bring back the d and the orange crush i'd be down for a little bit of an update or something it doesn't have to be exactly like the old one but i like the older lighter blue a little bit more too and i definitely like the uh the old 
striped uh, concept rather than the swooshes. That's, the swooshes are gross. Uh, Michaela Israel, $3 saying with a super sticker. Thank you so much, Michaela. Our guy Quentin coming in saying good morning, y'all. And uh, Jarrett, uh, Angel saying Jarrett Stin gives me Jake Plummer vibes. I'm rooting for him. We'll see about Jarrett Stin. It seems like there's a lot of buzz surrounding him. A lot of uh, interesting hype. He's a young player. I think he's only 26, 27 years old. He has great talent. He was a very highly recruited player. Uh, flashed in a very small sample size. There's a chance he could end up being a quality starting quarterback. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's likely by any means, but Sean Payton picked him out. Davis uh, Webb picked him out. They see something. They know more than me. So we'll see how it uh, plays out there. Gary Palmer. I hear a lot of negative comments about the uniform, but Super Bowl, every Super Bowl one, we wanted this is the uniform. Just saying. I think the players in the uniform is one that, and not the uniform itself. It does bring back uh, nostalgia. And I get it, and it'd be cool to you know play with you know especially the navy blues every once in a while like they do now. But it's a uh, it's not my favorite. It's a matter of preference. And again, I don't think uh, uniforms win games. I think players win games. So uh, that doesn't really bother me so much. Uh, we also got uh, Degeneration X. Good to say. It says I like powder orange. Powder orange. I haven't heard that one. Uh, with powder blue would look killer. Definitely. Uh, there's some cool concepts out there. And uh, Michaela says maybe it's time to change uniforms to bring back more Super Bowls. They're going to do something. I can almost guarantee that. Um, Peyton, Jeremy comes in and says Peyton is going to simplify decision making for Russ. Felt like Russ was processing like Nick's old computer last season. CPU at 100% and it would crash. Luckily, things are going well right now. It would be really hard to run the solo show uh, with the uh, the old piece of junk that I had. So good to see things are running here. And guys, we should start wrapping it up here because uh, otherwise my voice is going to give out and I got to get my trash together. It's trash day. Uh, but I did want to talk a little bit first about a three-round mock draft from uh, Mike Renner, a PFF's lead uh, draft analyst out there um, in Cincinnati, pro football focused in Cincinnati. And he did a three-round mock draft. Now, he didn't give us any content. <laughs> uh, Scott saying, dang, this guy is so much better without the other guy. Scott, we miss you. Hope you're doing well in Orlando. You should not be on, though. Um, we're doing okay, though, with Scott here. Uh, cheers to you, mate. I need a little coffee sip, so we're doing good. That's good stuff. God, it's yummy. Um, but uh, Mike Renner did a three-round mock draft with the uh, Denver Broncos with two picks here. And I thought it was pretty interesting uh, for the Broncos here. So he has the Broncos going at pick 67. Cornerback uh, Clark Phillips III, a little hint for those of us earlier. We talked about Clark Phillips III uh, from Utah. And then also uh, he has the Broncos going with wide receiver Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee, who I really like Cedric Tillman. Uh, but... Clark Phillips is a very undersized player uh, for the uh, Utah Utes, played boundary cornerback out there, I believe. Oh, God, give me one second while I pull up his mock draft because I just, I'd rather have the actual data in front of me um, when I talk about him. Uh, but I believe he was minuscule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, five foot nine, 184 pounds with a, I hate this one, 29 and an eighth arm length in the first percentile. You don't like to see that. If he was short, but he had, you know, like some like, 31 inch arms and that'd be one thing, but 29 and an eighth is not great, uh, but a very instinctual player, uh, good tackler, uh, tenacious for his size. I don't know. I think that uh, it's, you're talking the third round. You're always going to have some players with some uh, limitations there, but here's some cornerbacks that are listed a little bit later in this mock. Uh, Keely Ringo all the way down at 72 overall. I mean, you know, the Broncos have been, have done some work on Keely Ringo. Maybe they'd take a chance on an athlete there. Uh, Anthony Johnson jr. Is listed as, uh, excuse me, the I thought I saw him in your checks and Antonio Johnson safety, but he plays like 
slot safety. So maybe he's somebody, if you want to bolster that secondary, could be an option there. Uh, Garrett Williams, Syracuse, a little bit further down. Darius Rush, 90th overall. So uh, there's some so there's some options here at, at cornerback. It does seem like the cornerback will dries up pretty quickly here. Uh, unfortunately, the one pick before the Broncos, uh, he has the Cardinals going DJ Turner. So that would have been probably my pick there out of those ones, but is what it is. Jer- Jeremy Sean said, you're telling me morning, Scott. Uh, Scott, now we, we miss. Hope you're doing well. And as he says, can't stay. Hope you all having a great morning. It's been pretty good. Uh, we also got Daniel Swafford saying Ray Crockett 2.0. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Clark Phillips would be a good player. He's a fun one. I really don't like the minuscule, tiny arm length for a player that in order to make plays on the football and contested catch situations, you would like some length at cornerback personally. Uh, I think like defense in the NFL is kind of going how defense in the NBA went a few years ago. I don't really care too much about the height, but give me length, length, length. I want some guys who can scratch their knees without having to bend over. Uh, But Clark Phillips there would be a fine one. And then Cedric Tillman. I really like Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman's been probably one of my favorite uh, wide receivers in this draft class. Now, this season, he played with a high ankle sprain, which I thought zapped a good bit of his uh, overall athleticism. Uh, but his tape in 2021 was awesome, and he is a he's a thick boy. He's a very uh, sturdy player, um, six foot three, 215 pounds, uh, 32 and three fourths arm length, and tested tested pretty good. Uh, Overall, I think he's been a pretty good player uh, for the Tennessee Volunteers and would be an interesting one. I think that the Broncos might be looking for a little bit more of a speed option there uh, rather than the uh, the pure, you know, big body type of player uh, that we're seeing here. But uh would be interesting to see what the Broncos do. There are other wide receivers that come off the board there a little bit later. We got Michael Wilson from Stanford who had an awesome senior bowl. Dealt with a number of injuries, though. Uh, Tyler Scott from Cincinnati goes 80 overall. I might go Tyler Scott there. Marvin Mims, 82. We haven't talked enough about Marvin Mims. He would be an awesome pick uh, for the Broncos. I really like Marvin Mims. You got Jonathan Mingo at 89. Uh, so there's a number of wide Jaden Reed. All guys we kept talking about the Broncos taking in the fourth round when we've done the simulators, but uh, they're down here in this one. So definitely some uh, some options here for the Broncos. I don't know if I would have gone with uh, Cedric Tillman, just given where the Broncos are at uh, with the position, but uh, definitely somebody that I understand. The very next pick, though, is probably the one I would have gone uh, he has the Baltimore Ravens taking Keon White, who's an athletic freak, uh, edge rusher, defensive lineman, to the Baltimore Ravens. You can never have enough of those guys. So I probably would have leaned into the athletic freak freakism of Keon White or Zach Harrison, who went a little bit later, uh, rather than Cedric Tillman, just to take a chance on athleticism and upside. But uh, would have been interesting uh, to see, and uh, not a bad not a bad haul overall, in my opinion. Clark Phillips' arm length scares me, but he's a his tape is much better than the uh, athletic profile. Uh, Angel. Oh, we got first. We got DWI guys coming in. Raspberry saying great show. Han Solo Kendall. Uh, you took your dog to the game last night. Yes. Yep. I took summit to the uh, baseball game. He was uh, overall pretty good. Uh, getting to the seats was a little bit much. He was definitely overstimulated and uh, trying to say hello to every single person we passed that didn't even make eye contact with him. He tried to force them to make eye contact. But once we got to the seats, he's, he uh, calmed down pretty good. So although there's a few close calls with uh, some hot dogs of the people in front of us, you know, swinging it, no, his head is right there. Careful. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be eating uh, in the uh, the dog section of the stadium, but uh, it was a good time uh, without a doubt. Kevin Gray saying lots of snow here in Utah. Well, stay safe. Angel saying honestly, it doesn't matter who we draft as long as they are uh, effective and can add value on the field. Definitely a center <laughs> would be great. 
Um, and Michael Ronquillo saying, great show today, Nick, on Broncos for Breakfast. Have a great day and go Broncos. And my beautiful dog. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a handsome boy. He's We call him Stinky, though. Um, just constantly. We Stinkerillo. We also call him Scumberton. Uh, scum. You know, just all, all the fun names that we have. Um, and Fallen Sloth said, oh, I thought I was just going to watch a recording, but I managed to catch the end of the show. Awesome. Well, it is the end of the show. So we already had our closer come in. And Ethan, with a $50, thank you so much, Ethan, for coming in and supporting us. We really do appreciate that. Gary Palmer coming in. Michaela Israel. Mark Schrader, the big-time love. Kyla Maples, uh, Gary Palmer coming in again. Obviously, Michael Ronquillo, Elliot D. You guys are killer today. Uh, we really do appreciate you. Uh, if I missed anybody, I do apologize. Uh, writing solo, I'm doing my best to have all the information that I'm talking about in front of me while following the chat, while keeping a stream of consciousness going, while all the things. So if I missed anybody, really do appreciate you coming in. But that is going to have to wrap it up today. I got to get going. Make sure you're following myself on Twitter, uh, at Nick Kendall, MHH. And also make sure you're following us at BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join us at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review saying, for the love of God, don't have Nick do solo shows. He's the worst. I can't stand it. Uh, he takes too many coffee sips, you know, all that. That'd be great. We'll hear from you. But uh, for real, Apple Podcasts, five-star rating and review would be really helpful. We appreciate that. And please subscribe, like, and share on YouTube. Uh, I got nothing else. I got no more thoughts to give uh, on the football side. I'm all squeezed out. So uh, you guys have a great rest of your day. If you have any questions for me, again, hit me up on Twitter. I uh, add Nick Kendall MHH. I'm pretty active on there. And uh, continue to choose kindness and compassion every day. Go Broncos. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.